Hey, Kitty Scott. Hey, Morgan Marie. Are you ready for our cemetery sessions tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. That's a lot. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ugh, God. Um, okay. All right. So, you know what we're talking about tonight. Because mm-hmm. I made your bitch ass sit through six hours worth of documentaries on the topic. Uh, yep, mm, correct. Mm-hmm. And it's spooky as shit. Yeah. So, we are talking about <clears throat> the Blackwall Ghost, which is like, no. it's a five-part um, docu-series, um, all on Amazon, <clears throat> excuse me, all on Amazon Prime. The first one is up for free, um, for Amazon Prime viewers, and the second, third, fourth, and fifth you have to pay for. But when Kate was, um, in Michigan to come see me, I had seen them all already, but I made her watch them with me because they fucked me up so mm-hmm. bad. So mm-hmm. bad. You already, you look so terrified right now. <laughs> I'm having horror flashbacks. <laughs> oh, girl. So I thought, you know, I thought it would be the perfect topic. I don't think okay. <laughs> I think you disagree, but that's okay. Um, I'm actually going <laughs> to skip the first two, the two parts, um, the, the part one and two, um, just because I like three, four, and five a lot better. Um, three, four, and five all talk on the same topic um, compared to one and two, so... That's what we're diving into today. Um, <clears throat> I am going to drop a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, so oh, no. these all came out and they're literally, so Turner Clay is the guy that does all of the uh, the, docu- the documentaries and they're just so good. Like storytelling wise, like it's all so good. There's a bit of a disclaimer here because these documentaries, they're so good. They're so good. The storytelling is so on point but the thing is is um there's not a whole lot of uh, research to actually back these up so yep i'm telling them because they're it's it's presented as a documentary and they're fucking terrifying if you would like to do the research and figure that out if you think they're real or not that's for you to do because i'm here to tell the story because it's so amazing what is your question you said there i think you were referencing the documentaries but i just want to double check the mm-hmm. pronouns of the person that created them you, he uses he him pronouns but you said there were you talking about the documentaries not his pronouns oh yeah the documentaries <clears throat> okay I i'm pretty him, you know i i think his pronouns are he him i, I haven't seen so anything to negate that like, so um okay. i just want to make sure we were yes. using proper pronouns correct correct so okay. yeah so that's the warning i wanted to give um not a lot of people believe it, but if you want to sit through a really scary, mm-hmm. really well-told story, I highly mm-hmm. recommend that you check them out on Amazon Prime. So, not sponsored, mm-hmm. but uh, we had a good time when Kate was in town when we watched them. So, define a good time. Being scared to <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I if mean, they're listening to the time. podcast, then I would, I would assume that that's might be something they're looking for. True. Correct. So, I'm scared all over again. All right. So, I'm going to dive in. Mm. And the first thing we're starting off with is a poem. Mm -mm. (laughs) Destiny, destiny. 
It's a young man's thoughts, a young man's dreams. Do you ride on our shoulders? Destiny, destiny. Is it money that talks or our lives as we walk? Would you ever let me down? Do you talk to my soul? Do you plan my next step? Are you riding my shoulders or showing me the way? Through life's twists and turns, are you going my way? Are you seeing me as a man or as a topic for the day? Destiny, destiny, do you ride my way? By Joseph Lightfoot, son of James Lightfoot. Mm -mm. How does that make you feel? I was staring at Harry the entire time, pretending I was somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) A solid coping mechanism. (laughs) He lives above my desk now. Yes, as he should. All right. So now I'm going to give you some of the backstory before we dive into the actual paranormal stuff. It started with a dream. There was nothing in this dream except for a young woman. Sarah, my name is Sarah, is all that she would say. Turner Clay had been investigating the validity of ghost stories before he started having this reoccurring dream. He'd done a few investigations that resulted in some interesting findings, but that wasn't where ghost hunting would end for him. It was really only just the beginning. Turner was unsure how Sarah had found him, but was even more unsure of how he had eventually stumbled upon her missing persons flyer on the internet. Her full name was Sarah Baker, and she had gone missing in 1972. A phone call to the missing persons hotline would reveal that Sarah Baker had indeed been found, but she had been found too late. Sarah had been the victim of serial killer James Lightfoot. Mm-mm. I just, the amount of time, take a shot every time I go, mm-mm. <laughs> no one would survive the episode. <laughs> you wouldn't make it into the episode. I'm just like, my coping mechanism is just no, no. No, mm-mm. no, we're just ignoring no. it and moving uh-huh. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Push it away. <clears throat> Back in the 1970s, James Lightfoot, known as Lightfoot to his friends, was raising his young son Joseph in a small three-bedroom, two-bathroom bungalow in central Florida. This house, which had been built in the 50s, was four miles off the main road and 20 miles from the nearest store. It sat right on the banks of a large river in the middle of a dense forest. Joseph recalls that his dad was a good dad. He just had a problem. That problem included torturing, violating, and eating 18 women. What?! Why did I, what no what <laughs> yeah how did I how did I block wow my coping mechanisms are better than I thought because I did not remember the cannibalism repressed memories <laughs> <laughs> you just triggered me so hard <laughs> I did not expect a Dahmer today oh yep Lordy. yep it happened oh fuck I've been listening to uh, Morbid is covering Willie Picton this week so needless to say Ooh, I don't know um, that case oh fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're all right for now. Um, I can't wait to ruin you by telling you, but I need probably Great. several years to digest their episodes. Jesus. That's fun. We love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so you really just triggered something in me when you said I guess. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph stated. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's Florida. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Florida. You don't need to apologize. They know. (laughs) They know. (laughs) Nobody's gonna know. They're gonna know. Gonna know. (laughs) Oh Lord, this is Florida. (laughs) That wasn't. (laughs) Sometimes I'm funny. All right. (laughs) 
Joseph stated in an interview with Turner that when he was just six, his father had women in the house who were in different stages of decomposition. He had seen a body wrapped in plastic in a closet, explaining that her head was down on the ground and she was looking up at him. Joseph grew up to be a craftsman, artist, and published poet. He has stated he will never go back to that house, and if any house was haunted, it's that one. He became a normal human? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> you heard the poem. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, oh I don't know. God. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was also having drinking a Bud Light in the interview, so, I mean, if... Oh, I remember that. It's probably just therapist... a Floridian thing. <laughs> I want his therapist's phone number. Yeah, seriously, reach out. Please. <laughs> she's, do she's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> How do you bounce back from that? He literally saw a body wrapped in plastic plastic in the closet and then he writes something he writes things about destiny like that like and okay. the head was off don't forget that yep yep yeah uh-huh yeah yeah no thanks. Mm -hmm. no, thanks. No, thanks. no i can't i don't like he it. talks about how he used to like hear stuff in the house and everything and no like, dope. yeah mm -mm. Mm -hmm. yep no i would simply walk into the swamp <laughs> you would never see me again i would never the alligators could have me honestly <laughs> When investigating more into the case, Turner was able to find the exact house where all 18 murders were suspected to happen. Crazily enough, that same house is now a vacation rental, advertised as a great family getaway from the hustle and bustle of everyday life to enjoy a quiet and relaxing retreat. However, the reviews stated otherwise. This place has to be haunted. Can't explain, but something creepy about this place. Heard noises all night. This place is fucking haunted. I was too afraid to sleep. What the fuck happened here? Saw a previous review about it being haunted. Thought it was a joke. It wasn't. Immediately, Turner books a stay. He continues to research. <laughs> Me, <laughs> right. honestly. He's like, yeah, that's that's exactly what needs to happen right now, is I need to be in this house. <laughs> He's like, it's <laughs> mental illness, isn't it? <laughs> uh -uh. He continues to research. He gets in contact with a local PD and receives the names of the victims. Five bodies were found, and of those five, three families released more information to Turner. The three victims were Lydia Crane, age 22, Olivia Jones, age 19, and Sarah Baker, age 21. Lydia was to believed to have been killed in the woods directly behind the house. She had escaped through the woods, but was unsuccessful. Her body was found on January 10th, 1973, hanging from a highway overpass roughly eight miles away from the house. Mm. Olivia was reported missing after not returning from a college orientation party. Her body was recovered after a train engineer reported he had run over a corpse on an old trestle bridge. That bridge was 300 Jesus. yards away from the house, and the trains that use it can be heard from the property. Sarah was believed to be the only one of the three to have been killed inside the house. She was murdered with an axe. The yep. axe still resides in the shed behind the house. Evidence tag still attached. She was found that. chained. Yeah, yeah. She was found chained to a barrel of concrete located on the main river next to a small light station. She was found May first, nineteen seventy-two. So wasn't that like in the water? Angels. Her body was. Yeah, like the she had been like um, attached to the concrete, and then the concrete was sunk, but her body still floated up. Never able to find her that way. Jesus. Yeah. Turner's first stay at the house started on September 15th, 2018. He arrived, after much difficulty locating the house, to a quiet bungalow. 
Two other houses sat on the river near the Lightfoot residence. The house was a time capsule. The furniture in the living room and kitchen are a vintage bamboo set that sit nicely atop bright blue carpet. The couch is adorned with blankets decorated with patterns that scream 1971. The biggest bathroom has a turquoise toilet and matching sink. Turner notes that the light in the mudroom is on when he enters. Initially, Turner doesn't feel anything and fears he's wasting his time. It's not a scary house, I just hope I hear something he confesses to the camera. In terms of ghost hunting equipment, Turner came pretty empty-handed. Besides setting up a night vision camera in each bedroom and the living room, he packed light. In an attempt to maybe make contact, he dumped a bag of Scrabble tiles onto the dining room table. Oh. He takes a seat and waits for the night to begin. The TV is on and he just relaxes. He begins to get hungry, only having a bag of airplane peanuts to munch on. To stave off boredom, he calls his wife, Terry, on the house phone. Have you heard anything yet? Terry asks. I haven't heard anything yet. Well, I gotta go. The girls are here. All right. Well, I love you. I'll call you tomorrow. Hello? Terry says. Are you there? The line goes dead. Turner looks through the cupboards, luckily finding a whole bottle of unopened whiskey. Still unimpressed with the amount of paranormal activity he's seen, he settles in to watch TV. Two knocks sound from down the hallway. He looks, shaking it off. Three more knocks Oh my god, so rude of you. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome. I literally was just drinking water and I I took everything in me not to spit it on my expensive microphone when you knocked. (laughs) You could have warned a sister. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just thought it would be a nice touch. God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Three more knocks happen, sounding much more deliberate. He pauses, staring down the long hallway. I'm glad I'm drunk, he says to the camera. I wish I was drunk. (laughs) I have a glass of wine because I knew what this was going to, I knew what this episode was going to do to me. Oh my god. Can we take a shot break? break Yes, ma'am. Can I chase her and be a shot? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Only another half page and then we're getting we'll get to a a breaking point where we can throw in a chaser. Okay. 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 I don't I don't believe you, but okay. (laughs) He sits back down, listening to the silence. After a few moments he turns the television back on and begins laughing at the program. This continues for the next two hours. He rations his airplane peanuts and goes through a small glass or two of whiskey. It's quiet, other than the TV. The curtains are open, but all there is to see is the darkness outside. Turner sits in a chair in front of the TV, bored but content. He goes to pour more whiskey when... His head spins around, looking to see where the noise erupted from. He stands, stepping to his right to look down the hallway. The bedroom door that was opened was now closed. Uh Uh-uh. The contented boredom that... Turner had radiated was now replaced with terror. His face fell, eyes wide. The camera shakes, his hand unsteady for the sudden change of atmosphere. He pauses, staring down the corridor. After what mostly felt like years, he steps back to the table and deservedly pours another drink. Slowly, he sits on the couch and continues to watch the TV program, the bored contentedness not returning to his face. Shortly after, he decides to lay down on the couch to get some sleep. The cameras don't catch anything unusual, and Turner seems to get some decent rest. For a few hours, at least. Until 2.47am when the house phone rings. Turner springs up, confused. Slowly, he looks around, before cautiously making his way to the phone. Hello? He says timidly into the receiver. Static. He slams the phone back on its hook. 
He stands there thinking before picking the phone up and dialing. Terry, he says, did you just call? She confirms that she did not. I'll call you in the morning, he says. He hangs up before going back to sleep. And that concludes his first stay in the house. God, I forgot. Like, I really did repress all of this, but I can see it in my brain. I watched this documentary three times to write this episode. I Mm -mm. I don't know if I'm just, like, literally so numb at this point, but, like... (laughs) Watching it for the first time to go through it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to watch Black Wall Ghost again. And then as soon as the first knock happened, I was like, I regret every decision I've ever made that led me to this point in my life. Literally, the first time I ever watched these doc- this documentary, my sister had to come over from her house to my house, check my house, lock me in my bedroom before she locked her before she left and locked my door. I remember Legitimately. That. It was the worst experience of my <laughs> life. I did not sleep for two days straight. When you knocked the first time just now, I literally was like. <laughs> <laughs> I had like, to no. make it spicy for the, for the listeners. I have a lot of questions, but like mainly one that uh-huh. I remember thinking when I first watched this. Why the fuck did this man's not bring any food? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Dramatic effect. Like, he just really wanted to live off of whiskey. He got so lucky to just fuck. And he found the whiskey in the cupboard. Like, he was just looking yeah. through the cupboard and it happened to be there. So, you know. <sighs> like, is he, but, is he planning on surviving on peanuts for, like, I guess. I don't long? know, man. I don't know what he was doing. But he was, I mean, like, he was only planning on staying the one night. So he only did the one night the first time because he didn't know if anything was going to happen. So. <clears throat> Fair. Yeah, yeah. My fat but ass that's not over. that <laughs> same. I mean, the whiskey actually would probably help. I'd probably be fine, actually. I yeah, sound like a alcoholic, but you know, <laughs> feed me the whiskey and I'll be good. Oh, I guess you should continue. Yep, that's not the that's not the only time he goes to the house. I wish it was. Turner has returned for another stay at the Lightfoot residence. After a fourteen-hour drive, he finds the house much easier this time. Upon entering the house, the same light is on in the mudroom that was illuminating the room before. It takes Turner much longer to get unpacked this time, as he brought a whole arsenal of ghost hunting equipment. Cameras are set up in each bedroom and the living room. Night vision cameras. He also sets up a camera in the mudroom. He taps the phone. Along with his equipment, Turner brought his dirt bike. He plans to go and find each of the areas where the bodies of the victims were found. After all, all the equipment is set up, he leaves the house for about an hour and drives by the light station where Sarah was found travels beneath the highway overpass where Lydia was found, and lastly visits the bridge where Olivia was found. Upon arrival back to the bungalow, the light is on in the back bedroom. This was the same bedroom where the door slammed during his previous stay. Turner is already spooked and decides it's time for a glass of whiskey. The scrabble tiles are laid out once again on the table. Turner is anticipating much more activity this time. He settles onto the couch to watch TV and just waits. It's a quiet night, however, and by the time midnight rolls around, Turner is asleep on the couch. 2.47 a.m. Is that the same exact time? Yep. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. Turner sits up and heads to the phone. He answers. Nothing but static. He heads back to the couch, and just as he sits down, three soft knocks come from down the hall. He stands shaken. He makes his way down the hall and into the small mud room where the back door is located. 
He reaches for the door, opening quickly and then jumping back. No one is there. He quickly shuts the door. He leaves the mudroom and returns to the living room. Two more knocks sound from the hall. Nobody's he home. He stands a moment. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Excuse me, Spider-Man, sir. Man, nobody's home. Could you please leave? <sighs> Two more knocks sound from the hall. He stands a moment. The silence is not peaceful. He sits on the couch. And ev- the next morning, Turner explains his night before, saying, honestly, not much happened. Two loud bangs cut him off. <laughs> the ghost really said, I'll show you They're nothing, like, bitch. I'll show you, bitch. <laughs> Fucking bet. <laughs> it's the first time anything has made noise during the day. Three soft no. knocks follow. The look Stop on Turner's us. face is pure surprise. It is now night two. Turner says that there was knocking at the back door that had happened before he had been recording. He talks about how he heard knocking on both trips to the bungalow and is met with three soft knocks. He pauses. Five soft knocks sound again coming from the back door. Slowly, Turner makes his way down the hall to the mudroom. He reaches for the door and throws it open. No one is there. Quickly, he closes it and heads back to the living room. He is tense, afraid. He sets up a camera in the mudroom again to see the back door. The evening has progressed, and so has the knocking. The sounds have gone from soft taps to loud, aggressive bangs. While setting up the camera for the night, he is met with five bangs. A long pause, and three more very angry bangs. Turner just stares before pouring another glass of whiskey. He stands in the living room, staring down the hallway. Three of the most aggressive and terrifying bangs echo through the house. And then again... Turner Mm-mm. stares, just standing in pure disbelief. After a few moments pass, he makes sure that the phone is correctly tapped before laying down on the couch around 11 p.m. 2.47 a.m. The phone rings. Quickly, Turner is up and answering the phone. Static. Sounds come through the phone, like when you sweep through radio stations. He hangs up. Ooh. He makes his way back to the couch, and as soon as he sits, the phone is ringing again. Mm-mm. Turner can't do anything but stare in disbelief. He stands, going to the phone and answering. Static. Then, moaning. Nope. There's someone moaning through the phone. No. Sad, defeated moaning. He slams the receiver down, frozen in shock. A moment passes. It rings again. Before he could raise a hand to answer again, it stops. Banging sounds come from the hallway. It's loud, nonstop. The banging is coming from every wall around him. He stands, unable to move, unable to think. All life is drained from his face. Then, silence. The next day, Turner leaves the house for a little while. He needs some time to clear his head. He returns to all the sites... (laughs) No fucking joke. (laughs) He returns to all the sites where the bodies were found to record some footage. Later, he arrives back at the house. Anxiety is still high. All is quiet until 11 p.m. when two soft knocks finally break the silence. I can't tell where it's coming from, Turner whispers to himself. No, no. <laughs> silence. Then more Your silence. Is so terrifying. Followed by You're welcome. More silence, <laughs> followed by more pounding. Turner has just stood in the living room staring down the hallway. He sits on oh. the couch, helpless. Same. 11:44. <laughs> That's the point. 
11.44, the light above the stove in the kitchen begins to flicker. 12.01, he tests the tap on the phone. 12.21, he lays down on the couch for bed. 2.45, the alarm he set on his phone goes off. He gets up, heading for the phone. He stands, anticipating the ringing. The phone rings and he answers. He's greeted with static. He hangs up. The phone rings again. All you have to do is say something, Turner says into the receiver. Mm. Static. He hangs up. It rings yet again. He picks up and takes a long pause. Hello? Static. He hangs up. He stands in the middle of the kitchen, dumbfounded by the amount of calls, when the creaking of a door catches his attention. Oh, fuck. It's the sound of the back door. The footage cuts to the mudroom. The door is slowly inching its way open into the dark night. Mm-hmm. He stares, but before he can move, the back door slams, followed by all of the bedroom doors slamming quickly in succession, as if someone is running down the hall. The table that held the scrabble tiles is violently flipped by something we can't see. Turner, in sheer terror, just slowly turns away from the kitchen, opens the slider, and simply walks out of the house. <laughs> Fucking me! <laughs> right? I'm just feeling goodbye. Like, <laughs> later. <laughs> My Uber's here at last, I would say. Uh-uh. No. The next morning, Turner wakes up in the backseat of his car half a mile down the road from the house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he drove away. He drove away. <laughs> He's like, fucking He's like, noping out of here. Like, later, <laughs> bitches. When looking back through his footage, Turner believes that Sarah is the one haunting the house. The first time he dumped the Scrabble tiles out, he sees that they spell out her name. But more interestingly, upon returning to the house the morning after, and the Scrabble tiles that had been scattered onto the floor, read the words, help us. (laughs) And scene. When you were talking about the door slamming, I was very aware that I have, like, an old open room behind me. I was, like, looking around, like... What? You're sitting next to a window, my guy. <gasps> I forgot. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking hell. My, oh, my thighs are bl- so sweaty. Ah, I'm stressed. You just gave me so much anxiety. I, literally, I've already seen this before. I well, I guess it's a good thing that I. This is a shorter episode because I don't think you would have been able to handle if I had done parts three and four in this single episode. No. So instead, no. you get to deal with three episodes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wish they could have seen your face. You look like you're gonna burst into tears. I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> I, I'm gonna make you watch something so horrendous when you're here. Oh God, no! Please don't. And then I'm gonna lock you in my old ass house and say, "Have fun." I'm. I, I, if that's the case, um, you can refund your miles. <laughs> I shan't be coming in on Monday. I shan't be coming in. I should make you watch like a really spooky period piece, and then. Ooh, I love um, girl. That's right up my fucking alley. But then. I'll send John Max's parents to stay somewhere else, and you can stay in John Max's old house by yourself. No. By myself? What are you, Zach Baggins? What did I do to deserve to be Aaron in this situation? <laughs> I, I for sure in the Zach Baggins. Fucking in this rude. <laughs> oh, 
Aaron, go in there. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna leave you in the middle of the Bridgewater Triangle. Dude, you are so mean. I'm sorry, you scared me. <laughs> we should record like, like we should that. park somewhere inside the the triangle and record something. I plan on rando nodding in the triangle, so yeah, we're gonna do that. I'm not rando nodding with you. I am not rando nodding with you. Okay, fine. We'll just drive around the triangle. Okay, I'll thank just be you. That's secretly fair. manifesting. You are awful. Well, this secretly manifesting a pupwudgy. Maybe. No! Have you seen one of those things? Yeah. Would you rather have a Thunderbird? No, because birds are awful. You know how much I hate birds. I have a fear. <laughs> well, okay, a big cat, like a panther or something. Actually, I'd be okay with that. I'd be better. Okay. I, I would handle that better. We'll, we'll manifest big cats. Those, those frequent the Fuck. news. Which is great. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna make you come oh. back in the summer because that's when Dogman's supposed to come out, and we're sitting on my oh, back fuck. porch throughout the entire night. Why? Why would you say that? After you <laughs> what did your arms this? just do? <laughs> I'm so terrified. I'm gonna send you a picture of him now. <clears throat> uh, I'll send you that awful pencil drawing. No. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. I'm reevaluating my entire life. <laughs> You're the one that has to do a podcast with me, my guy. This is this is your fault. <laughs> I know, and I regret it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. In this moment, I do. Um, I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play the fucking Sims after this. <laughs> I need to be somewhere else. I need to be a Sim. <laughs> oh, okay, I think we've rambled on enough for these poor listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, that was a short little baby episode, but you get two more of them on this topic. So. This will be fun. You get to edit this tomorrow. How do you feel? I fucking hives. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm okay. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay, good. Um, you know, I'll I'll edit it, and I'll I'm sure be blowing you up and complaining about the fact that it's yep. so, mm-hmm. oh, I have to put headphones on and listen to you do the stupid bangs again. <laughs> You're welcome. I thought it added a little bit of flair. I'm extra as it fuck, did. so it, it just felt I'm, like it worked. I'm so glad you didn't tell me because I could not have faked that reaction if I tried. I love it. Oh. We might have to keep it in. We might not have. We might not be able to edit that out. No, I think we have to. Oh. Okay. Good. Okay. Perfect. God damn. Well, good job. Thanks. I tried. It takes a lot. To, it takes a lot to scare me. Not really. That's not like, true at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking liar. <laughs> You're like that video of Tom Holland where he's like, nothing shakes me, and then fucking Jake Gyllenhaal goes, ha, and then Tom Holland literally almost punches him in the face. <laughs> Same energy. You're right. I'm just a cocky bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, correct. Fuck. Sorry, I'm Sagittarius. I'm, s- okay. I'm sweating. Ooh. I'm so sweaty. I don't know why I wore my onesie for this shit. Okay. <laughs> End it, because I'm done. Uh, it is cemetery sessions pod at gmail if you'd like to contact us uh, our um instagram is also at cemetery sessions pod we have had a few discussions in the comment section that was pretty cool you can always message oh, yeah. us there also Correct. brand new we have a facebook group yay yeah i set it up oh <laughs> i do you remember we were texting about this no i do <laughs> you're so funny 
Um, it will ask know. you a couple questions for when you want to log in and just if you need mm-hmm. a refresher. The hosts' names are Morgan, Marie, and Katie Scott. Hi, that's us. Yay. Hi. Guess who's who? I'm the one on the verge of tears. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the oh, one that's fucking thriving for putting her through this. Drinking your pink wine out of your Lilo cup, you little bitch. <laughs> thriving. Mm. But yeah, um, our website will also be linked down below. So all of mm-hmm. our stuff will be in the links, and you can check us out there. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and, please. And um, I think that's it. That's it. I'm done. I don't have anything else to add. Do you want to send us off? Sure. <laughs> so dead. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's all right. I'm just gonna take a, a shot after this of peppermint. There you go. And pretend that you're here. Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> all right. That's it. That's it. Goodbye. See you, losers, later. <laughs> later. Bye. Bye.